select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the hatchery. Chapter 27 War Paint. Georgia came running when she heard the blood curdling scream coming from Iris and Sheila's room. As she pushed the door open, she saw Iris standing with her hands at her side in two tight fists, her body shaking violently. At first, Georgia thought Iris might be in the throes of having a seizure, but then she looked at her friend's eyes. They were glowing with fury. She ran toward Iris, tripping over a toy that had been left on the floor, catching herself awkwardly to avoid a faceplant. What's wrong? she gasped. Are you okay? Iris kept both hands contained in the tight grip, except for the release of her right index finger, which she used to point in the direction of her vanity table. The scream had diffused into a feeble whimper. <laughs> look, look what she did! There was Roxy, sitting in front of Iris's dressing table admiring herself in the mirror. Her little face was grotesquely smeared in hot pink lipstick. Black liquid eyeliner formed haphazard polygons around her big blue eyes. The gaps in between had been filled in with purple, yellow, and bright blue eyeshadows. She looked like a live version of a Picasso abstract. Her hair was pulled in various directions with Iris's collection of rhinestone clips and antique silk flowers. Georgia tried to contain the laughter that was bubbling out of her nose as she forced her lips into an exaggerated frown. Roxy, you shouldn't play with Auntie Iris's things without asking. That's it? That's all you have to say? Iris was fuming with rage. She's ruined all my makeup. Do something. Spank her. I demand justice. Georgia shrugged and lifted Roxy away from the vanity. She took her time to pull the assortment of hair accessories out of her daughter's thick hair and laid them neatly on the dainty pink stool in front of the table. She used one of Iris's makeup wipes to clean the finger paint project from the table surface. She was stalling, so Iris would have a few minutes to calm down before she would attempt to reason with her. She's only three years old, Iris. She doesn't know any better. Roxy looked out at her accuser from behind the protection of her mother's waist. She smiled victoriously, then stuck her tongue out at Iris. Iris let out another wail. She's mocking me, Georgia! She's a baby devil! 
Sheila strolled casually into the room. What's all the commotion about? Looking around, she noticed the mess that used to be Iris's meticulously organized dressing table. Uh-oh. <laughs> she reached over to Roxy, who quickly jumped into her arms. You better come hide out with me, Rox. Auntie Iris has murder on the brain. Sheila positioned Roxy over her shoulder like a 30-pound sack of potatoes and lumbered out of the room. That's right, Iris screamed. Take her out of here. Go take her to the termination center, the little brat. I'm sick of this. Turning her anger away from the retreating figures and glaring accusingly at Georgia, she continued her rant. I can't take this anymore, Georgia. It's bad enough that she likes Sheila, who is who is unfit for an auntie. And now <laughs> she began to sob. And and now she does <laughs> And I've been nothing but nice to her. Iris collapsed onto her bed and put her hands over her face pausing only to wipe away the snot with her bedsheet. I, I don't understand. Why, why does she hate me? She doesn't hate you, Iris, Georgia said gently. She's just curious, and she's just curious. I'm sure she didn't mean any harm by it. Iris looked at her with a defeated expression. Georgia had a bad habit of condoning her daughter's poor behavior, but now she was finally realizing that it was getting out of hand. Look, I'll make it right, okay? I'll replace everything. Georgia left Iris sobbing pitifully on the bed to look for Roxy. She found her sitting on the rec center floor with Sheila. They were building an elaborate structure together out of plastic building blocks. She put her hand out to Roxy. Roxy, you need to come with me and say sorry to Auntie Iris. Auntie is very, very sad that you played with her pretty things without permission. Roxy looked to Sheila, who gave her a quick nod. Okay, Mommy. Georgia cautiously re-entered the bedroom with Roxy, and the two penitents stood there quietly until Iris was ready to make eye contact. Georgia gave Roxy a little shove in Iris's direction as encouragement. What do you have to say to Auntie Iris? Sorry, Auntie Iris. Iris whimpered softly as she wiped her eyes. Why did you do that, Roxy? Roxy startled both women by jumping onto the bed, clutching her little arms around Iris, and burying her face hard against Iris's white silk robe smearing it with a rainbow of colors. I just wanted to look pretty, she mumbled into the silk, like you. Iris pulled the psychedelic little face away and stared quietly at Roxy. Gradually, a smile found its way to her face. You want to be like me? Uh-huh. Roxy nodded enthusiastically. Oh, Iris blinked back her tears and pulled Roxy to her. I understand. Of course. Of course you do. She sighed gently. I forgive you. Okay. Roxy quickly wiggled out of Iris's embrace. Bye-bye, she chirped. 
and skipped out of the room, slamming the door behind her. Iris looked at her ruined robe and smiled indulgently at Georgia. It's only makeup. Relieved, Georgia left the room and found the two conspirators boisterously hurling plastic building blocks at the stylish fashion doll Iris had bought Roxy for her third birthday. One of Sheila's blocks hit the mark, knocking the doll backward like a bowling pin. Roxy laughed with glee as she ran to retrieve the doll and stand it back in place for another round of Stone the Exotic. Georgia crossed her arms disapprovingly and raised an eyebrow at Sheila. You told her to say that, didn't you? Well, it worked, didn't it? Problem solved. Sheila winked at Roxy, who tried to wink back, but could only manage to squint both eyes in unison. As Georgia left the room, shaking her head in disappointment, Roxy positioned herself back on the floor beside Sheila and commanded, Go it again, Auntie Sheila. Let's make her dead. <laughs>